Hello and welcome to episode of Feeding Kenya, the premier agricultural podcast that seeks to break down different agricultural matters for your benefit. We seek to build your agribusiness enterprise by bringing to you the secret for success through a variety of guests who inform, educate, and engage our listeners, that is the farmers and other stakeholders in the African continent. We are your hosts, Njokithuo and... And uh, today is a huge day for us uh, at Feeding Kenya because we brought to you two guests. Uh, we shall be focusing on planning, monitoring, and evaluation. Uh, why do we focus on planning, monitoring, and evaluation? It's because they are critical for building a strong global evidence on any organization's efforts to achieve its set objectives. It is a tool that enables different organizations measure the successes of their approaches. Thanks, Njoki. And at the program level, the purpose of monitoring and evaluation is to track the implementation and outputs in a systematic manner and measure the effectiveness of the programs and their activities. It helps determine exactly where a program is and whether it is on track and what changes need to be made. Monitoring and evaluation forms the basis for modification of interventions and assessing the quality of activities being conducted while drawing learnings on the go. Our guests today shall expound on AU-IBAS monitoring and evaluation activities for the success of the various strategies across the continent. And um, up next is our guests and they will introduce themselves I'm Admo Chakadenga, monitoring and evaluation expert with AU IBA. I have my colleague here. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Admo and Kennedy. Uh, welcome to the Feeding Kenya podcast. On to our discussion for the day. Uh, please explain to us what is monitoring and evaluation and why is it important for African unions inter African Bureau for Animal Resources? Uh, before we explain the importance of monitoring and evaluation, we want to state that uh, when we, after we have developed strategic uh, frameworks, we also uh, develop implementation plans. Okay. Implementation plans are, are important because they give in detail what is to be implemented, when, by who. Then from there, we develop MNE frameworks uh, borrowing heavily from the implementation plan. So, so before we do an uh, MNE framework, implementation plans are important because they make the MNE framework clear and more. Okay. Yes. In addition to what Kennedy has said, it is important to appreciate that with our strategies, they are long term. Maybe they go 15 years, uh, 20 years. Some may be even uh, for a longer time period. But the implementation plans that we develop, we develop them on a five-year um, framework. So we develop an implementation plan for a strategy mm -hmm. uh, for five years. Okay. Additional to that, we develop an, uh, a monitoring and evaluation framework. Answering your question, yeah. monitoring is very important. Okay. It entails the routine collection of information about inputs, activities, outputs, 
and outcomes on an ongoing basis. To track progress against set indicators and targets, that is the main purpose of uh, monitoring, Mm -hmm. it is done by all key stakeholders who are engaged in a project. This includes um, the ultimate beneficiaries, our farmers. Okay. It also includes um, key stakeholders from the government. Mm-hmm. It also includes um, funding partners. The private sector is very um, important, as well as uh, continental um, actors. So with monitoring and evaluation, what we are looking at, uh, particularly when we do monitoring, Mm -hmm. we are looking to answer the questions. Are financial and human resources available on time and in the planned quantities Mm -hmm. and in the right quality? Are activities being implemented on schedule? and within budget. Okay. Are activities leading to expected outputs? Yeah. If there are delays, what is causing delays or what is causing unexpected results? Is there anything uh, happening that should lead to management to modify the program? So uh, basically that is what we do with monitoring. Kennedy will expound on evaluation. It, unlike monitoring, it tracks the extent to which our activities are contributing to realization of targeted results at all levels. All levels here we are talking at output, mm-hmm. outcome, and the impact level. It also it's a moment of reflection mm-hmm. as to whether the project is driving us to the results and it provides us an opportunity to think why results have or have not been realized. And it also gives us an an opportunity to uh, document lessons and best practices that come from the project. And uh, evaluation can be internal or external. Internal, Mm -hmm. basically uh, for management purposes and reporting to stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And it can actually... The, it can be done on a yearly basis, something like that. Okay. But then the evaluation can also be external, mm-hmm. where uh, it's done in three stages. Mm-hmm. One, a formative, that is before the project starts, where you are able to extract the baseline data and information. Um, and so, then sorry, Kennedy, can also, what was the first step? I didn't catch that. We are saying evaluation can be internal or external. Yes. Internal is basically done on a yearly basis mm-hmm. and it's basically for Man- management purposes okay. and for reporting to stakeholders. Okay. But then mm-hmm. also evaluation can be external mm-hmm. and it's external mm-hmm. basically for independence mm-hmm. and objectivity okay. and also to ensure that stakeholders are confident or they know that this thing has been done uh, by outsiders. So it's objective. Yeah. Now, there are three stages of evaluation. First is the formative. Mm-hmm. Formative is when we are starting the project. Mm-hmm. We do 
an evaluation to determine the baseline information and data at that stage. Then there is another stage which is called midterm evaluation. Midterm is half when the project is halfway. Yeah. And it's normally done for improvements mm -hmm. where we are seeing that uh, now the, the results are being realized, they're not being realized. What can we do to improve? And then the third evaluation is end term where we extract lessons learned and best practices. And when we are doing evaluation, we basically ask ourselves some questions, uh, just like are the outputs contributing towards the outcomes? How do stakeholders feel about the project? And yes. that's why we are saying in evaluation, mm -hmm. most of the time, it's the stakeholders who say whether they are satisfied with the, pro with the project. Unlike uh, monitoring, which is basically internal, uh, how are we doing it, mm -hmm. whether the sequencing is right, whether they were using the amount, the financial resources, human resources mm -hmm. available properly and all that. Yes. Evaluation is whether the results are making impacts to the stakeholders because mm -hmm. we exist to deliver results to our stakeholders. So that's why uh, on evaluation, uh, information from, from key stakeholders is key. Okay. And uh, basically that's evaluation. And how important is monitoring and evaluation to AU IBA? Yes. It is very important to us because we are the AU office, mm -hmm. which is charged with the responsibility of ensuring uh, that frameworks which work or deal with the development and sustainable utilization of animal resources in Africa are developed. Mm -hmm. We are also the office to ensure that these frameworks are carried on by member states and RECs uh, and they are implemented at that level. So for us, monitoring and evaluation uh, tells us how effective has this implementation happened at member states level and how efficient this has been done. So basically for us, monitoring and evaluation is very, very important. Thank you. Wow, thank you Admo and Kennedy for the elaborate uh, explanation of what MND is. Based on the uh, explanation that you've shared, um, that is from you, Admo and Kennedy, on what MND is um, and how, why it's important to African Union's IBA, uh, maybe you, you can explain to us or rather touch on the different um, uh, basics and essentials that you have adopted uh, for AU IBA's success, because I know you have been monitoring different strategies and projects under AU, and you've actually been able to use ME as a tool for the success of those projects. Maybe what essentials or basics have you adopted that our listeners could borrow, could learn from? Thank you, Monica. The AU IBA office is the first AU office Mm -hmm. to actually adopt an approach 
where monitoring and evaluation is integrated from mm-hmm. the inception or from the formative stages where a strategy is formed. Okay. We as AUI, by the approach that we have adopted, mm-hmm. is when a strategy is formed, we also develop a detailed implementation plan, which mm-hmm. is a sequencing of the activities that we um, anticipate will lead to the realization of the desired results. And in addition to that, we develop a monitoring and evaluation framework to go with that policy. Yeah. So we have actually taken the lead within the African Union to emphasize on this. And the way we do it, we do it in a participatory approach. Yes. Where we bring stakeholders. It's a consultative process with stakeholders through Mm. and through. Okay. Um, This process has been very important Mm -hmm. in that the thinking of measuring Mm -hmm. performance Yes. The thinking of measuring our progress towards the result, mm-hmm. re- results mm-hmm. is actually integrated from the inception phase. Yeah. To such that the moment a policy or, or a strategy is rolled out, all the stakeholders embrace that thinking and they adapt our frameworks to their situation. So mm-hmm. it makes them you have a reference point for um, measuring progress. It makes it much more easier rather than in the past where monitoring and evaluation was thought of as an afterthought. People would just develop policies, Mm -hmm. roll them out, and then leave the implementers to think about monitoring and evaluation. Okay. Wow. Ah, That's incredible, and that's good to hear. Actually, and as you were speaking, a question came to mind. I'm sure in deploying the strategies that you you are currently deploying, you have encountered some challenges or picked up some learnings in the process. What would you say are are the main hindrances to an effective execution of an MND program? A strategy and how have you overcome some of those as yourselves being the team at AUIBA? Yeah, thank you, Wayne, for that question. What comes to my mind very quickly mm-hmm. as to the challenges to a successful, a successful M&E uh, framework or implementing that framework is the primary thing called Involvement of stakeholders. Okay. If you don't involve stakeholders from the beginning, then uh, be sure that you will be able to walk the journey alone. But if you implement them, if you involve them from the beginning, you develop those indicators with them, you develop the targets with them, you develop the hows, the mm-hmm. when, the why, the M and E will be done with them. Then. Uh, be prepared that uh, this will not work. The second thing is, and uh, it's a challenge that everybody, most people have, the lack of baselines. Okay. Sometimes we think of things mm-hmm. that uh, we want to, we come up with indicators, 
but we do not think about whether we have baseline information and data on that indicator. So if you are tracking an implementation uh, against uh, an indicator uh, and you don't know where you are starting, then uh, you will not have somebody have run this far. Okay. So it's important that you have baselines. And usually baselines are very expensive to collect the data. Mm -hmm. So most people have good uh, M&E frameworks, mm -hmm. but they lack the baselines. So they don't know where they are starting so that they can continue with tracking that. Maybe my colleague uh, Admo can add anything I may have left out. Yes, another key challenge that we have observed, as you know, collecting data, it involves cost, involves yes. money. Mm -hmm. The resource limitation, mm -hmm. you know, um, financial resources to come up with uh, real-time databases, to come up with systems that are real-time, um, the financial resource limitation has been um, a challenge. And mind you, we are in the livestock sector um, where um, we are dealing with animal resources. Yes. The key challenge that we have also faced is the national statistical systems focus mostly on economic parameters. And the parameters they have are not disaggregated to livestock level. So it's like when they are measuring GDP, you know, you don't have the, the contribution of livestock uh, to GDP. You know, they just compute the, the GDP for the country. That disaggregation to livestock level has been a major challenge. And as AUIBA, we are working to um, address that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There's something that uh, I think Mr. Admo mentioned about getting a baseline. Um, yeah. You can expound further about the baseline because I think that that's a common challenge across different organizations. Uh, how did the AU IBA office uh, crack that uh, baseline uh, challenge? Yeah, thank you very much. An open secret, as everybody knows, that baselines are very expensive to collect. And uh, for us, most of our, all our continental frameworks are continental in nature, such that we can benefit on um, work that has been done by other sister organizations like the FAO, where they have uh, done some work and uh, an indicator that we are using, has been used in the past, uh, get some of those from there and adopt it to our station. They also do the same for our, for, from our end. Okay. Then some indicators, mm -hmm. we conduct our own surveys. And uh, in the past, we used to do a lot of uh, field work mm -hmm. and conduct this. Thank God for technology. Mm -hmm. These days, we do... Uh, um, we do a questionnaire, mm -hmm. send it out, mm -hmm. and uh, within no time, we have uh, baseline data. Maybe my colleague can add on that. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. As 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 Kennedy adds on that, maybe you can share some of the technologies that you use for that if okay, but if not, then we can. Okay. Yes. Um, baselines are a challenge, uh-huh. but they are important mm-hmm. for us in, uh, to be able to measure our progress, uh, to say what change, yes, the project brought to the lives of our beneficiaries. At AU IBA, now that, you know, with the, with the COVID challenge, we still need to go out and collect data. We have adopted online um, systems where we develop our questionnaires and we are using very simple technologies um, like monkey survey. Ah. Uh, most of you know monkey survey system yes. where we develop our questionnaire, put it on monkey survey, send it out to, to farmers, send it out to farmer organizations, send it out to governments and in, in no time we have data, we are analyzing it. And we are also, um, with the assistance of our programmers, mm-hmm. we are also using um, Excel, the Excel software, um, you know, using uh, the technology for macros where the designers can actually design a template that you can send out, people input, it comes out, then we then then we analyze data, but basically designing our templates from the basic Excel system, we send it out um, and data comes back. We analyze, we have our data. That is um, these are the very simple technologies that we are using at uh, AUIBA. We also have um, um, a complex uh, database mm-hmm. that is a, uh, called um, ARIS in short, the Animal Resources Information System. Okay. In this database, it's connected to all member states. And we collect data on animal health, data on diseases, data on mortalities. Wow. And we get this data real time. Okay. Um, it's the core system that we are using in addition to the other open source uh, systems that I have talked of. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, and that's quite a, 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 good, a good tool to have, I'm, I must imagine. So especially for the animal health strategy for Africa, when you're working with an inter-country approach, then it becomes important to have a unified system that then picks out all all the different types of data from the different countries at the same time, and it can avail those to analysts for insight. And speaking about the same, how has it been doing M&D for this particular program, the the Live to Africa program? And um, what kind of structures have you set up? would you want to give our audience uh, a glimpse of how you're going to be monitoring and evaluating the program going forward? Oh, wonderful. Um, the Animal Health Strategy for Africa, that one is a very important uh, strategy for livestock. Mm-hmm. So what we have done is uh, we have developed a detailed sequence D 
implementation plan at continental level. Yeah. Like AUI by is taking the lead in breaking down these continental uh, policies because we realized uh, when you just send um, a, a policy out there for implementation, the technical people who are going to implement it will also crack their heads trying to come up with suitable interventions. We have developed a sequenced implementation plan with suggestion of activities that we think if our member states are going to implement, it will give us the desired results. And also we have come up with a detailed monitoring and evaluation framework. Mm -hmm. One thing I like about this detailed monitoring and evaluation framework is we have come up with the, about 50 key indicators mm -hmm. for monitoring implementation of the animal health strategy for Africa. Okay. And we have gone down to even break down those indicators. We have provided the definitions so that there is common understanding out there among the different implementers. We have even suggested the methods of data collection. Yeah. So at continental level, as mm -hmm. AU IBA, we are monitoring progress on the minimum list of indicators, which are about 63. Wow. So when we are reporting our progress, mm -hmm. we report progress on the 63. That will be more like our dashboard to yeah. say, you come to us, Monica, next year. Mm -hmm. You ask us, uh, Mr. Admo, Mr. Kennedy, where are you with the implementation of the animal health strategy? We just pull our indicator table and we report on that. However, in our approach, we are not pres prescriptive to the implementing partners that we work with, which are the regional economic communities mm -hmm. and member states. We give them a framework. They can then tailor make to their situation. They can then adapt it. But what we have done is we give them ideas to say, when you are looking at this result area, these are the key indicators of progress that you can track. Yes, they are free to add. And also these are the key activities that can be implemented to, um, uh, to give us uh, the desired um, results. Um, in short, I can say this is what we have done at AU um, IBA. Wow, that's really impressive. Yes, 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 that's, that's quite... That's quite a job too. It must be tasking to keep track of all those activities at the same time. So uh, maybe I could ask another question. So uh, you've mentioned that there's in the implementation, a need to work with the different uh, regional economic blocks and engaging them. I, I just want to get a feel of up to what point do, do you pick your data? Does it get to the farmer, at what point does the farmer's feedback become part of the whole chain of, of in indicators that lead to that 63-point uh, dashboard? Yeah, that's a good question, Wayne. And we know that the farmer is where the rubber meets the road. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where things should actually be working from. Yeah. But then again, we know that working at the continental level, and we are looking at 55 AU member states on, uh, working directly with the farmers, with all that, it's a big challenge logistically and even financially. So we have, uh, we work in such a way that at member states, our point of reference is the Ministry of uh, Livestock. Agriculture and Livestock, yeah. Now African, uh, it could be Livestock, Agriculture and Livestock, Agriculture, but depending on how member states because they have different ways of naming those. Yeah. But then at the ministry, which is dealing with agriculture, with, uh, with livestock, that is our point of reference. And uh, they have this information and data that they have been collecting from uh, using their um, extension system. That is what we use. But then we also are live to the, to the reality that uh, some member states, or most member states, have challenges of uh, data being accurate, being up to date, and all that. So we try to ensure that uh, when we are analyzing it, that all that is taken into account. Mm-hmm. May my colleague will add on that. Yes, um, knowing that the farmer is is important. We ref- of our monitoring and evaluation system um, because whatever services, uh, governments, continental bodies, and everyone are trying to offer, they are directed at enhancing uh, production and productivity at farm level. Mm-hmm. Um, we work through the regional economy communities and the, also the governments. And we have put in place mechanisms that ensure that um, we capture um, farmer feedback. Um, uh, we do our needs assessments. We also do our monitoring and evaluation surveys, yeah. but using the existing government um, structures. So it's like now when we are getting our farmer, farmer feedback, mm-hmm. we use um, existing government structures. And in some instances, we have gone directly to the farmers. And I will tell you, the feedback that we have received is amazing. Mm-hmm. I will just give you an example of the uh, Animal Genetic Resources uh, Project. Mm-hmm. When we then did um, our monitoring survey, yeah. we went to the farmers, we visited the, um, uh, the, the Transmara, we, we visited the West Pokot, we visited Chad, we visited different countries and going to the farmers to get first-hand information from them. So we have a two-way process where we get information from governments, And sometimes um, we don't stop at government level. 
we also go down. As you know, with monitoring and evaluation, we are trying to actually get the reality on the ground. So we get it two-way. Uh, data comes from the governments, and sometimes we go directly to get feedback from them. Oh, wow. Wow. That's impressive. Thank you for sharing this. I hope our listeners uh, will adopt to, or rather will adapt some of the uh, activities that you have taken under your MND uh, strategy. I'm sure there are loads and loads of uh, things that fam- uh, our listeners would like to adapt. Uh, should anyone um, maybe want to adapt some of your activities or be engaged in your M&D activities, uh, how can they reach out to you uh, as a UIBA office? Or rather, if I'm a, a stakeholder or a major stakeholder in the livestock sector and I want to be part of the, the activities that you just elaborated for us, how do I reach out to the AU? Unfortunately, we are a continental organization. Uh-huh. And uh, we work through Rex, who are the building blocks of the AU. Uh-huh. We also work through member states. But there are some specific projects which we deliver directly to, uh, to, uh, to countries. Mm-hmm. And these particular ones, we even go up to the farmer level. Okay. But uh, most of this, like uh, the implementation of uh, the animal health strategy, this one we are using government structures. We are trying to ensure that uh, the governments, all the 54 governments, have their own uh, animal health strategy for the country, mm-hmm. which uh, reads or which is aligned to the continental one. And uh, we are able to, to monitor and evaluate how things are done. And uh, we also have another project called uh, Life to Africa. Yes. This one we work because of uh, the way it has been designed. We are trying to implement the livestock development strategy for Africa. But this time we are saying that uh, livestock development strategy should impact on the people what impacts on the people is their livelihoods. Now, for life, for life, for and for livestock mm-hmm. to contribute to livelihoods, mm-hmm. you must ensure that you understand the whole livestock value chain. So we are trying to we have uh, we call the stakeholders from all the regions in Africa and member states mm-hmm. here in uh, Iba. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to identify six priority value, livestock value chains. Okay. Because once you implement a value chain, you start from the inputs, you continue with production, with uh, uh, processing, you go to the market, and at the end of the day, people are able to get their livelihood from there. So, so that we don't just stop at um, animal health, animal production mm-hmm. without impacting with the stakeholders. So this particular one, initially we are working with the regional economic communities. Okay. And we hope that after we have implemented those six livestock value chains, like for East Africa, the East Africans told us that they're interested in the dairy value chain. That's what makes sense to them. Okay. And that's what we are trying to develop. 
uh, and we hope that member states will uh, get these ideas and strengthen their own uh, national value chains and this will trickle down the farmer. Thank you. Wow, thank you so much for that. I think at this point uh, we can have our closing remarks. Maybe we can start off with Mr. Kennedy. Uh, maybe you can share your last, um, your final words on the MNE activities by IBA. And then you can hear from Mr. Admo, and then you can close the discussion. It has been a very fruitful discussion. Over to you, Mr. Kennedy. Thank you, Marcy. As you know, the African Union, the vision of the African Union, is an integrated, prosperous, peaceful Africa driven by its own citizens representing a dynamic force in the global arena. Now, the African Union works through uh, its organs and AUIBA is in one of those organs called the African Union Commission. And uh, AUIBA, our vision, is an Africa in which animal resources contribute significantly to reduction of poverty and hunger. Now, to do that, we have developed a number of, uh, of uh, frameworks. Uh, I can mention them here. The livestock development strategy, mm -hmm. the policy framework for and the reform strategy for fisheries and aquaculture, the Animal Health Strategy for Africa, the Animal Welfare, the Africa Blue Economy Strategy, and the Pan, -Africa the Pan African Strategy for the Eradication of PPR. Mm -hmm. Now, we are keen to implement all these uh, frameworks. And we know that without monitoring and evaluation, these frameworks will be do a better job staying on the shelves. So for us to ensure that they are, they are effectively and efficiently uh, implemented, we have to ensure that we have a proper monitoring and evaluation framework that ensures that there is efficiency and effectiveness of implementation. Thank you. Thank you, Kennedy. Uh, Mr. Admo. Yes, uh, thank you very much for this fruitful discussion, which I think brings awareness on monitoring and evaluation issues. As you know, our target is the African citizen mm -hmm. um, to have their, uh, their lives enhanced. And the best way to do that is for everyone at different levels to embrace monitoring and evaluation. Yeah. You know, in most instances, even if you go to different forums, if you go to different places, even here you were talking about it, Monica, where you were saying, oh, uh, baseline data is a challenge. Yeah. Uh, if you go to governments, if you go to different places, data, data, data for evidence-based uh, reporting for evidence-based decision-making is a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling on all African citizens mm -hmm. in the different projects that we are doing 
to embrace monitoring and evaluation for and to support evidence-based decision-making and together we will be successful. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Ken Kennedy and Mr. Admore for the elaborate discussion. We have truly learned uh, the basics of a successful ME strategy. Uh, we've also learned the different um, aspects that make, make it uh, viable across the different stakeholders, partners, and even uh, um, <coughs> uh, what are they called? Target, target uh, subjects. And we have seen the different outcomes of a successful M&E as elaborated by the African Union's Inter-African Bureau for Animal Resources, that is the AU-IBA office. We are grateful for your time, uh, gentlemen, and we thank you so much uh, for the, the wonderful discussion. And we look forward to engaging with uh, uh, different experts across the livestock sector uh, based on this uh, podcast. Uh, for our listeners, uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can uh, email us. Uh, we shall be providing the different email addresses for your feedback. And you, you can also share your comments and feedback on this podcast.